Koopalings, Koopalings, welcome back to Play Some Video Games, the PSVG cast. I'm your host, Donnie Reese. Not Elaine, not Delvin, Devin, Delvin, Delvin, one of the black folks that are on this show. Close enough. <laughs> I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to get that right. Devin, everybody bailed on me this morning. Um, to start the show... Um, I have a cough. This is going to be a recurring theme on the show tonight. Um, my cough gets worse the more I talk. Uh, I was actually thinking of not being on the show tonight, but if I wasn't on the show tonight, nobody would have probably been on the show tonight. So <laughs> uh, without further ado, I've brought uh, friends, lots of friends here to hang out with Donnie tonight. So I've got Nathan, formerly of the Xbox Empire, my old co-host. I've got Ryan, the man on the moose over from the xbox drive and the playstation show and the rpg cave and how many shows do you do Th those are the three you nailed is that it? it i nailed it nailed it um Haley is over here from xp as well as her co-host and my co-host delvin the black lung cox yes this is actually my show i'm on this show as well this right is correct yeah, my show. yeah. The, they are the guests <laughs> um, <laughs> you're very clear about that the <laughs> friends in quotation marks. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about games that we've been playing and things that you guys have been enjoying. Um, I'd like to start because I completely dawned on me last week when the show was over. Um, I wasn't like really thinking about things that I wanted to say. So I, I don't I don't know. I just don't think I was in the right space. I talked about I've been playing Breath of the Wild last week and I'm still playing Breath of the Wild. I completely forgot to mention that one of the reasons why I'm really enjoying Breath of the Wild is that, and I wish Devin was here um, because I wanted to talk some tech stuff with him. Everybody turns off like true motion and motion smoothing and motion scaling and stuff on your TVs, right? Everybody yeah, turn all yes. that off? I don't. Yes. That's what everybody says all the time. Turn that stuff off. It makes a world of difference on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> turn it on. Play Breath of the Wild and turn it on. Um, the game feels so much smoother when you are panning the camera and moving around, especially when you're moving around quickly. Um, I've seen like some light artifacting around Link at times, but outside of that, um, really plays like starkly different. Like I'm dying to go get the Master Sword to see how that part runs with with motion smoothing <laughs> on. It's very very nice. So um, that was a big part of it. And then of course I'm playing on, um, you know the nano cell, and uh, of course with uh, my super high saturated color settings that everybody makes fun of me about. So hey, I didn't make uh, fun of you about it. Looks it, so. it looks great. I posted some pictures and it looks fantastic. Um, over the Christmas break, I also painted Jack's series s did you guys get a chance to see that i did yes it looks very nice did, yeah. it's painted completely black we took it apart and gave it the ps5 plastic dip treatment i think it looks kind of hot uh i had several folks that were like man i didn't know xbox were doing black series s's like maybe they should hmm. it's pretty yeah. cool and that goes nice with the with the with the grill over the old speaker grill um and the only things that i'm really playing this week because i haven't had a whole lot of time to play is i'm playing Aaliyah. Um, the new game that came out of Game Pass, uh, correction from last week, it's not called Elijah, as I originally <laughs> read it. Um, it's Aaliyah, and um, it's pretty fantastic, actually. It's not at all what I thought it was. When I first saw it, I, I had this impression that it was like 
the messenger, you know, like one of these pixel um, combat platformers. Um, it's really not that at all. It's more of an adventure game, um, almost like a dungeon crawling, like a light dungeon crawler kind of platformer. There's combat and you pick up weapons, and you upgrade. Um, but really, you just go to these levels. There's like an overmap and you you sail to these levels and you venture down the 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 you know, the dungeon, the cave, <laughs> and you get a key that unlocks a door and basically you can get to like another island, you get another key and you get to another island, you get another key and you just keep unlocking doors. Um, but as you're going through the levels, you can um, you can you can get you can earn money and you can earn items to craft stuff. And then you come back to your home base and you can basically like upgrade merchants to get new stuff to get, you know, more health. You get you earn hats, <laughs> which gives you like special power ups like you can earn more vitality or you can move faster and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty cool. I think people are maybe sleeping on that one. It's the devolver joint. Uh, it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's pretty cheap. It's pretty short from what I've from what I've read. So if you're looking for something real quick, give that a try. And then the other game that I've been playing is Hot Wheels Unleashed which was gifted to me by Josh from Board of Video Games for Christmas, which was a welcome, amazing surprise. I wasn't expecting anything like that. And uh, I got into it and started playing. Has anybody played this game? No, I want no. to, but I've heard it's pretty good. I almost yeah, I bought it, it up sale. over. I picked it up over uh, Boxing Day here in Canada when it was sure. on sale for, for 20 bucks, but I have not opened it yet. I'm going it's to. It's fantastic. Like, really, it's really, really good. It's a very worthy cart racer it's it's hard <laughs> like it's it's tough um i dropped down to easy after like 10 or 12 races and i still come in second or third <laughs> or if it doesn't go well like sixth or eighth um it really mandates that you <coughs> pay a lot of attention um to shortcuts and that you're using your boosters correctly and that you're drifting correctly. There's a lot of obstacles and stuff on the course. Like if you had weapons and could shoot people, this would be an excellent game. There's a campaign mode. There's a ton of races. I've got icons like all over the place um, because I was gifted the game. I picked up the Batman um, expansion. So I've been playing with the Joker cars and the Batman cars and stuff. And it's it's really, really good. The music's good. Runs Does great. the Joker car have his face on the front? It's meant to look kind of like the Joker. It's like his hair, like the fins. Yeah. Okay. And the front is like his lips and stuff. Yeah. And there, there appears like there's hundreds of cars. Like as I look through, there's so much to do and unlock in that game. I mean, it's I, it's a lot there. I was I was surprised. I, I actually messaged Josh maybe 15 minutes after my first play session. I was like, dude, this game is legit. Like it's <laughs> really good if you're into kart racing. Uh, I've been I've played it multiple times already, and, it, and it's fun. It's really fun. So I didn't realize it was a kart racer. Like I, I figured I had been, been spoiled by Forza Horizon, right? So like I right. didn't buy it because like how can anything measure up? But if I would have known, it was like completely different. Racer. Yeah, okay. it races way more like a kart racer than a than a standard racer. It's yeah, definitely, definitely for sure. You get boosts, you jump ramps and stuff like that. But even just the I know what you're talking about. The movement of the car, like the actual mechanics of driving feels way more like a kart racer a little more arcadey you're a little more uh floaty you can hit like crazy power slides and stuff like that i know there's a there's a superman pack in there as well as well as like i think there's one other uh material tie-in from w there, i don't there's there's a bunch yeah I, and a funny story i accidentally i accidentally bought the pack on accident because i wasn't paying any attention to what i was doing <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I wanted to see how much it was. So I went into the pack and I clicked on it, opened it up. But when it opened it up, it didn't exactly detail what the pack included. So I was on my phone just kind of like searching, like, what does the Batman pack exactly get you? And then I went to back out and I guess I pressed the buy button instead of the back button. And it was just like cha-ching. And I was like, well, there you go, Hot Wheels. There's 15 <laughs> bucks from me. I hope you guys enjoy it. <laughs> they won you so, over. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was pretty fun. But um, that's it for me. So I'll get out of the way pretty early here as I nurse my cough with whiskey, which Ooh. is not what you're supposed to do. No, it is. It is what you're supposed to do. But that is how we do it. So Ryan, my good friend, what have you been playing? <laughs> well, I figured you'd probably be scared to ask this question because I don't know if you've heard of RPGs, Donnie, but Hang on. I like RPGs Hang on. a lot. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I have to, though, because uh -oh. I had one other thing to say, and I completely forgot. I'm bearing the lead here. So yesterday in our Discord, Josh, again, Josh Bones from Board of Video Games, he posted that he did not enjoy Metroid Dread. And of course, if you say that in Shackland, you are stoned publicly. <laughs> and um, there was a nice discourse that went back and forth. And ultimately, Josh said, and I'm paraphrasing, everybody wants everyone to love the games they love, but we're all different. And that's what makes, you know, our friendly discourse and banter unique and entertaining, right? That we all have different likes and enjoyments. Can I get everyone to agree with me there? Yeah. Or I break yeah. all your hearts. I played Mass Effect 2 for two hours, and I do not like Mass Effect. I mean, That's I knew that was going to happen, so just, no, no yeah. heartbreak there. I've come to grips that I just, I just don't like the, I just don't like it. I've played Mass Effect one for ten hours. I played Mass Effect one. I played Mass Effect for two hours. Mass Effect two for two hours in Legendary Edition, and I just cannot. I don't, I don't get it. I like they every time I walk up to somebody, it zooms in on. Shepard's face, and he just looks dull and generic. Well, that's your first <laughs> mistake. You're playing as male Shepard as opposed to maybe yeah, so. Femme maybe so. Is where it's at. But it's yeah. just I don't know. It's so slow. And he's like, "Hey, do you answer this question?" And it's like, "Dude, I've answered nine questions. Can we shoot something already?" Like, well, how does this? I don't. I don't. I get mean, it. your 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 mistake though is thinking that Mass Effect is a is a game where you're going to spend the most time shooting when you're going to spend <laughs> the most time having conversations. And See, then that's where Anth yeah. that's where Anthem got it right. As little of that as possible, more blowing up stuff, shooting stuff. That's the fun stuff. But but that's not why you play a Bioware RPG. But also, again, like like Josh said, everyone likes things different, and I kind of knew you weren't gonna like yeah. it. But I still yeah. wanted you to try it. So I feel bad because I know there's a lot of love out there for Bio for. Mass I mean, Effect. I wanted to like it. I really do. Yeah. But. I mean, again, Nathan literally pointed to it. He's wearing a Mass Effect sweater right now. You know what I'm wearing, Nathan? My Hive Busters gears hoodie, <laughs> which you should play. You should play that instead. It's much better. I'm wearing better. a shirt that says video games are cool. There you go. <laughs> that does make sense. Video games are, in fact, cool. It checks out. <laughs> okay, Ryan, back to you. All right. RPG time. Time to talk about... Our no, I'm not going to talk all about RPGs because I did play some non-RPG stuff as well. But to get it out of the way, um, of course, I host the RPG Cave with Garrett on the channel. So we actually are doing an episode coming up about the Valkyrie Profile series, and I haven't checked out... Many of those games from Square Enix back in the PS2 and 
Nintendo DS days. So I'm playing a lot of the the Valkyrie profile games. They they play a lot like um, if anyone's played Indivisible, um, which was a game that was on Game Pass uh, uh, like last year, I think, or the year before. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's like a, a turn-based RPG, but basically your four characters of your party are mapped to like the four face buttons on your controller. So you actually press the different buttons to control the different party members to do different combos and stuff like that. Um, so I think that series is like really interesting and cool. So I'm playing those games for the first time. They're really long. They're basically like kind of the, the, this like Japanese take on like Norse mythology, which is kind of cool. So um, I'm really enjoying those. Um, but then I actually picked up an analog uh, Mega SG pretty recently and i'm finally kind of you know having a chance to kind of dive into it so i ended up actually picking up a, a mega everdrive and i'm going through a lot of sega cd games that i've never played before or a lot of unreleased stuff like pen and tellers uh game for example that has desert bus on it which is a game where you basically <laughs> you know drive a bus infinitely <laughs> through like the, the desert? arizona desert yeah nice uh, nailed it, it yeah, that's definitely a game that exists. Or playing, you know, weird FMV versions of like Jeopardy or Wheel of the Fortune or like all these like weird games that I never got a chance to check out as a kid. So um, that's been a really cool experience, especially because I kind of grew up with with Sega and Nintendo at the same time. But for some reason, I gravitated to Genesis and Sega CD over the Super Nintendo for some weird reason, even though I had both. Super so um, Yeah, exactly. That's why. That's there's that, but but it was more stuff like even like Tomcat Alley or like some of the really awesome RPGs on the console, like Lunar the Silver Star or Popful Mail and stuff like that. That was kind of the the Sega CD things I was really into as a kid. So I did that, um, and then I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14, which will come to no surprise of anyone who listens to any of my other shows because I play a lot of Final Fantasy 14. It was it's been like my most played game. Is that the one that everybody's trying out? to get into but can't? Yeah, the, the one you still can't buy. Three weeks yep. after they pulled it from sale, you still cannot buy it. I mean, the queues uh, are now? getting better, so I imagine in the next like couple weeks we'll probably hear about When did it come out? be able to buy again again. Uh, it came out, so the expansion came out in December, the beginning of December. Um, oh, okay. And then, and then you haven't been able to basically buy it ever since like the first week the expansion came out because it's been so popular. Sometimes you'll go into queue and there's like 9,000 people in front of you, so you're waiting for like three to four hours to play the game, but the game's so good. People are willing to wait for it. So there you go. But I mean that I've, I've sunk like over 900 hours into final fantasy 14 last year. When did final so, fantasy 14 first come out though? Uh, so like 2014, right? Right. So that was when a realm reborn came out, which was kind of like the, the re revised uh, version of the game, but it actually originally came out in 2011 on PC, but the game reborn. was so bad. They basically scrapped the entire game and basically did the entire thing from scratch, essentially. Um, what a story. And then we released it in 2013, which was really easy. Like, the game uh, came out. was so awful that they scrap yeah. it. They re-release it. Years later, it becomes so popular that they pull it and no longer yeah. sell it out of demand. Yeah. It's the one game at Square Enix that is like basically making them money consistently. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great story. In fact, uh, I know uh, there's a no-clip documentary that's actually really good about kind of the history of Final Fantasy 14 and basically how they, you know, turn turn the ship around on that game, which is like really interesting and cool to check out. So that's what I'm playing. Lots of Final Fantasy 14 and then uh, playing lots of Valkyrie profile uh, on PlayStation 2 and, and DS. So there you go. Cool. Delvin, man, what you up to? Well, last week was an interesting week because <laughs> as as you may have seen, I was sick on last week's shows. Turned out to be COVID. Got the Rona. Yeah, hey, I think I think we both had it now. So yeah, 
So most of my week was, well, once I found out I had it, was confined in a room watching Dragon Ball Z Super. Which there are worse ways to spend a week. Which yep. funny enough led to me playing uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot as soon as which I started awesome. feeling better. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, that game looks better than the TV show. See, <laughs> and it's amazing how great that game looks. I I started playing it again, and I was having a blast playing it, just flying around the world. And what are you playing on? Oh, uh, PS Five. Nice. Yeah, it looks great. It plays great. I forgot how great this game is. Crazy story. No, no lie. Yeah, it looks basically the same on Switch. That's really impressive. It'll man. blow your mind. Yeah, it, if you can never pick it up for cheap and give it a try on OLED. Game looks great. Kind of makes me want to get it on a Switch now because it's that good. It's so much fun to play through the Dragon Ball story. And what I didn't know, which I didn't know because I haven't played it in a while, is the fact that they have a whole bunch of DLC for it. Like they added yeah. the trunk story where you could play as trunks mm-hmm. with the whole Gohan thing. What happens in that story where Goku dies and trunks has to fight the androids off. And then you could also play it as um, Goku in, um, in the further story that's in Dragon Ball Z Super Stories. It's great, beautiful game. It looks, it, like I say, it looks better than the show. And that's impressive alone. It looks like you're playing a cartoon. It's for those who don't know, it's an open world Dragon Ball Z game. You start off playing through the whole Dragon Ball Z story. You start at the beginning where you have to um save Gohan from Raditz. And then what happens happens there. And then you get then you continue on playing as different Z fighters through each story of Dragon Ball. And it's just so much fun. If you love Dragon Ball, this is probably the best Dragon Ball game to play. That's not a straight up fighting game because fighters are a fighting game. game. Yeah, I think is a yeah. I think that's an appropriate correction because they're really good fighting games. But this is this is the best like adventure game if you're looking yes. to to campaign something and play something solo. Um, Ryan and I reviewed this game, Delvin. If you yep. didn't know, so we've talked about this game already um, quite at length. I think this game does the best at showcasing Dragon Ball Z combat in a video game. Yes. Um, because of the flight, because of how far, um, how, how much range you have and how you can interact with the environment and smash boulders and use the ocean, and go underwater and go up to the sky. Um, that freedom, teleporting, being able to fire off, you know, attacks on the fly. It's not as scripted as I feel like. I feel like I played a lot of games on like PlayStation 2 Dragon Ball Z games that wanted to be this game. Yes. But you know that they had scripted attacks and cutscenes and stuff because technically they weren't there then. And this feels like kind of like that vision coming to life. Very much so. And they did a great job with this game. It's so good. So also, off of Donnie's recommendation, I finished Call of Duty Vanguard. Ooh. Story's awesome. Yeah. It may be the best Call of Duty story in a long time. So my mm. question, since both of you have finished it then, is uh, what do you think of the setup at the end that they're definitely not going to pay off? Yeah, I knew they weren't going to. They're not going to pay it off. I wish yeah. they would. I'd love a sequel. I would I love would a too. sequel. It, it's great. It is one big action-packed movie with these differently, differently unique characters telling these stories that 
are, to me, are just amazing. Like, you go through each one of these characters' stories, and it makes you feel invested to them for them. Like, what is her name? Lady Nightingale is awesome. That's definitely that, just enemy at the gates. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And Speaking of Lady Nightingale, what would you think of that fight that's just a clear, uh, clear Last of Us thing? <laughs> I thought it was good. It's it's a little bit more than that, I think. Um, you don't feel helpless in the fight, which is what I like about it, because you're, you're you're kind of strategizing and you're kind of moving through the room, and there's lots of ways you can move through the room to to get to this person, and it kind of makes it fun. But yeah, it it was just such a great, well done game. I like every aspect of it. I liked. How each character has their own special abilities that I like when you get to the final battle. Not to spoil anything, but you use each one of the characters to tell the final story. And they're all doing their own unique thing. Like, hey, Lady Nightingale's a sniper, so she has to go snipe these people off this area to clear out the area so your troops can move forward. Then you have your demolition experts that have to take out these tanks and things. And it all kind of leads to this big final confrontation. And it's great. It felt like, like I said, it felt like a blockbuster movie. And I, Love this story so much because it was unique. And one, one I said it on PSXP. One of the things I liked about it a lot was how there was one mission in the game where you meet up with the forty third, who is the um, African American soldiers who were in World War Two, and it's just interacting with them, which I don't think I've ever done in a video game. It's just a cool story within itself, and I I want to see Call of Duty do more stuff like that. And that was a fun mission. Very fun mission. Yeah, when you meet up with them and then you listen to the banter of them and yeah. the guy says, like, why have I never heard of you guys? It's like, well, because we're the colored soldiers. They don't really care about us. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah. We're not on the war bonds that they're yeah. battling back in the States. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> when you hear that, it's like, oh, yeah. Kind of makes sense. And it's just, it was just great. And then they were, I, I love the game so much. I hope Vanguard gets a sequel. I don't think it yeah. will because yeah, probably not. <laughs> based off what happens, I don't think there's there's more story to tell. Oh, there's but, tons of room to to do another sequel. They're just not going to because yeah. because of Call of Duty. They'll find the next Black Ops thing, you know, that sells gangbusters and Warzone I mean, it and Zombies it and do that instead. R- rumor is uh, 2022's Call of Duty is uh, Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I believe last year's Call of Duty is currently outselling Vanguard this year. Wow. So I don't think I don't think Activision's gonna greenlight a sequel for this one. But it's a shame because I really like it. And I agree with you. The the villain is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think I, the villain has a great performance. It's like Man on High Castle or these type stuff. He, that that villain, so like just for reference, so people want uh, listening understand. I haven't played it. I have watched a full playthrough of it. So like I've seen the story. I know how it ends. Um, that villain, villain towards the end there, no spoilers. Literally pulls like a a a, sh- a move from a Marvel movie that made me go, "Huh? You're gonna go that route with it?" <laughs> and it made me keep it. You guys know which Marvel mo- moment mm-hmm. I'm referencing, right? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. Literally pulls that moment, and I'm like, ah, okay, you're gonna go there with it, and then it, that, then like that's the final mission. So like at that point, like they're definitely setting up for something, but they're not gonna pay it off, unfortunately. I hope they do. I do too. 
They can't have a banger every year. At some point, there's got to be like that filler Call of Duty year, right? Yeah. I, my only problem with it, I did have a lot of like freezing in the game. Yeah. And I just kind of pushed through it because I'm like, I kind of want. I this was is so the less the story. This is the most like least technically sound Call of Duty game I've ever experienced. Yeah. Pretty, very pretty. I usually give them so many kudos for their polish and their work. Like tech, technically, they're they're the, honestly for most of their games, people make fun of them about being bro shooters and all all the things they want to do. But most of their stuff is very technically sound. Yeah, they have some of the best sound engineers. Their games typically always run well. Yes. The only issues they ever have is like pack servers, which is saying something for them because I can't recall too many instances where Call of Duty wasn't available. Like so many other games that we see, like they are still online most of the time, even when they're encountering issues. Like they're pretty strong. Like when you buy a Call of Duty game, you typically know what you're getting for. But this one had a lot of bugs. But I think I saw on Twitter today that they release an update or they are they released an announcement for an update. So Delvin, you'll be happy to know now that you've beaten it, they're hopefully gonna fix it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and the crazy thing is I probably would months go later. Back. And play the zombies part of it because yeah. it looked interesting. I, I play I played the intro of the zombies. I'm like, oh, this is weird and interesting. With the whole they like portals you go through and mm-hmm. find the zombies and things like that. It looks interesting. It looks kind of cultish. I wasn't in, as into it. I, I I played it one night and then never came back. I have already uninstalled it. They really threw me for a loop with that dynamic resolution streaming thing. I don't want that to ever be a thing again. That really yeah. bothered me and. Just let me download the asset pack. If you want to make your download size lighter, make it lighter and then make that an optional. You know, that's not that's something that's pretty normalizing games. Yeah. HD texture pack, optional download. Gears does that. So yeah, a lot of folks do that. Just do yeah, Far Cry yeah, Six like, just did that. I it was so Actually, funny because it's like they get so much crap for oh my god, Call of Duty's it's gonna take up your entire PS5. It's like, well, I'd rather that than you cut it to 60 gigs and make me stream the rest of it mid-game. Like, that's yeah. not the solution. That's yeah. definitely not the solution. <laughs> you made it worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that either. I, I'd rather them just give me the game in full and just let, one, let me know when the game is in full, just download it. Yeah. Don't do the thing where you're like, hey, it's fully downloaded. Then you start the game up and they're you like, click okay. X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to download, like, 40 more gig now. Don't do that. Oh, I man, Gears, a... Gears 5 did that to me. I installed Gears 5 on the Series X. That, yeah. And it was like, hey, Gears 5 is installed. Open it. Hey, download the campaign now. Yeah. 61 yeah. gigs. I think I got hit with that on Halo. Like, I got that Halo Infinite, too. Yeah, that's a lot of games do that. But uh, I think Call of Duty should do that. They should put a troll in there. It <laughs> comes up, and it's like, press X to pay respects. Are you doing it? It's like, download the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> They feel like they have like a on the screen. It's like a picture of your hard drive being put into the, like the casket. It's like they'll lower it in. <laughs> I don't like that you're giving them ideas, Donnie. I'm trying I'm to help. I do. Trying I'm to help. I do. I would at least appreciate the joke if they did that. Yeah. Right. You're like, man, <laughs> but, you bastards. Yeah, but have you go in the game, get all excited, and press X like, ah, got download the campaign. Ah, 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 not yet. Yep. <laughs> Kevin Spacey pops up and gives you like one of those oh. house of cards monologues you're like oh god (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) nathan that's that's it that's all i've been doing what's up dude hi 
Um, video games are cool. <laughs> so I, I've been trying out a little bit of stuff on xCloud using my Series X kind of streaming because I don't want to download something. Sure. Um, <laughs> the first game I'll mention that I've been doing this with, uh, it's because my, my son is in love with uh, the IP, and that is Paw Patrol Mighty Pups Save Adventure Bay. <laughs> Oh. I didn't catch. It. Is that the that's the Game Pass game? Yeah, yeah, it's on Game Pass. It's okay, on cloud. Yeah, I think I remember that. So um, I started that up. I saw it on there because he actually saw. It. I was scrolling through some stuff. And he's like, "I want that." And so I, I I I didn't want to install it, obviously. So I just did cloud streaming. Um, I don't know if this has been something that you guys have noticed with yours or not, but with mine, every single game that I play, like the input is okay, but like there's video, there's there's visual fracting that happens or. Um, there's just like glitching that happens all the time in all that, the games. I get more of that on my phone than I do on my console, but my console is hardwired in. So is mine, and I have gig okay. up and down yeah, on fiber. So like, I shouldn't have an issue, and literally my 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 router's in there, and my system's right there, so there should be no issue right. um, with the, with that run of cable. But anyway, I did. I thought that was interesting, and I I've seen that. My experience on phone has been flawless no matter what I've played because I got my backbone. I'll, I'll strap the backbone on my iPhone and everything seems to run wow. pretty well on there. I got um, a lot so, of artifacting and when I was trying to play Gears Mobile and it made it unplayable. Yeah. But on my console, I've played it a few times. I've played, I tried Moonglow Bay because I didn't want to download that. Um, so I gave that a try with streaming and I played that fishing game with <laughs> streaming, um, that Bass Pro what, Tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. That one I had some artifacting when I really like got moving. I, mm-hmm. I think, um, I think in any sort of, it might just be them playing fast moving games. I never played Paw Patrol, but when I'm doing fast moving games, I get I get more artifact. Doesn't seem to need to be fast moving or not, because another game that I played like the first time, I, I eventually just installed it was Among Us, and on cloud that also does the same thing where it kind of artifacts, and you're not moving much of anything on that game. So no, Among Us is kind of like very small too. Yeah, so like, there's barely not... anything moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I went yeah. and just installed that. There, it doesn't take any hard drive space. Yeah, it was weird to me you saying that because I basically have like when I use xCloud, it's like the opposite problem where it's not I never have artifacting even on my phone or anything like that. But it's input lag that I have a problem with, like because mm. oh. um, I was reviewing a controller uh, last year, the, the 8-bit dough controller for my phone. And uh, I was actually did, I basically did the big test, which was to play Ninja God in black when it was on game pass through through xcloud and uh that was probably the biggest mistake i've ever made playing (laughs) xcloud games because that game is like relies on like pitch perfect like reflexes in order to play it correctly and it just did not it just fell apart with the seams but it looked pretty while Mm -hmm. i was doing it but it was just the issue was like the opposite where it was just three different people three different places three completely different experiences streaming the way of the future (laughs) fantastic yeah um, but I will say that whenever I've streamed from my Series X to my phone, like directly, uh, that when I'm out of the house running around, that usually works a lot better for me than xCloud proper, just as a as a general rule. So if anyone wants to try that. Um, but, you know, of course, the only game I, I've really put that I ever really play is Apex Legends, and I'm still playing that. And I did want to say, Donnie, that I have played 57 days in Apex Legends. But you've never played Gears. I've played Gears. I no. have not completed the Hive Buster yet. No. <laughs> but you, I also... You've not completed any Gears. I did. I beat five. Okay. Since last we talked, which is like five years ago. All of five. <laughs> I, I beat all of five. Okay. 
I'll, I'll um, let I, off of you a little bit. I played the first two, or I played the first one to completion way back in the day. I started the second one way back in the day, but never beat the second one and on. So I, I got some discrepancies in my past. You could have done the rest of it in three days. <laughs> yeah, they're not 80, very long, the originals. Apex. Yeah. That's a um, lot of gears in three days, though. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. But uh, I did also complete the Halo Infinite campaign. Uh, that's yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. It's kind of like one of those things where you can just kind of pop on a podcast and just zen out and just kind of go fly in the, the, the uh, what's it called the Hornet. It's called the Hornet, right? And go all around. But yeah, and I completed the battle pass on that, too, for the on the multiplayer side. So wow. anyway, that's kind of what I've been doing on the, on the gaming front. It's mostly just Apex and a little bit of Halo and now Paw Patrol. How about that? Now Paw Patrol. <laughs> Like gotta I, get those achievements because Paw Patrol is actually a really easy thousand gamers. They, they did start popping really quick. I was like, ooh. Boom. <laughs> What's up, Haley? All right. I've been playing a lot, actually. Um, I'll save the one I've been playing the most till the end. Uh, so I jumped into Doom Eternal's PS5 update because it kept telling me, like, hey, this is free. You should download it. And I was like, I'm getting real tired of this like pop-up every time I open the store going, hey, we're free. Buy us. I was like, okay. So I did it. I installed it. Marketing's I, working. Uh, I mean, I owned the Doom Eternal anyways, so that's why it was free. But like, um, I just got tired of seeing the little free in the corner. So I downloaded it. Uh, I've played the first level because it doesn't transfer your save data, which is fine because I wasn't very far in Doom Eternal anyways. Um, You know, game still looks great, plays well. Um, It is real difficult to get used to uh, the fact, like the little cannon you get in the first mission. They... I always go to fire that, but then end up like pressing square or something instead and using the chainsaw or yeah, it's a, it's weird to do that. Uh, I also jumped into tiny Tina's wonderlands one shot, which is just the borderlands two DLC uh, re-released as like a separate thing. And uh, that was a mistake because trying to go back and play borderlands two content after playing borderlands three is like, wow. Um, yeah, I don't run fast. I don't have double jumping. I can't vault over things. And the frame rate seems fine. Like, it's, I don't know if, if that got an update to be 60 frames or whatnot. Frame rate seems fine. But, like, it's worse than Borderlands 3 when you get, like, multiple enemies on screen firing projectiles at you. It just does not. Tanks. Hold up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I loved that DLC, and I'm very excited for Wonderlands. I think I've mentioned that multiple times. So that has times. nothing to do with the new game. That's Borderlands 2? Yeah, it's so it's it's called Tiny Tina's... Um, like, it. the separate expansion is... Um, a One Shot is at the top. Uh, it's, uh, it's Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. A Wonderlands One Shot is the title. And it's just the Borderlands 2 DLC re-released a separate content kind of to get people to excited it was free on epic for a while um okay. yeah i think it's like ten dollars on every other console too because i remember yep. that coming up and i was like why are why did they just have this dlc just randomly <laughs> yeah. ripped from this game it's so weird to me yeah so like weird it starts you there too because like it's weird also they changed the leveling for it so now like you every time you level up you get two skill points mm-hmm. instead of one because because you can only play the dlc the level caps 35 but they still want you to get 70 skill points worth of like skills. So you get two every time you level up now. It's weird. Um, but that's fun. Uh, jumped into Assassin's Creed Valhalla um, to, you know, play the Yule Festival since they actually fixed it uh, almost three weeks after it was broken when it launched. Um, 
So to give context, players who played the Yule Festival in the year that Valhalla came out, which is 2020, um, <laughs> couldn't access the Yule Festival in 2021 because the game did not recognize that there were new items for you to do. It Anybody surprised? Not no, surprised. not at all. Nope. Not, not at all. all. <laughs> As I love Valhalla. I absolutely adore Valhalla, and it is broken. Like this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's had a lot of issues. <laughs> there, so when they released the update that added more skill nodes, when they released those like tomb updates that like you go through three tombs to get that armor set and whatnot, they released a skill update that brought the cap from 460 to 476, but it's broken and stops at 475 and then starts giving you mastery points instead of the final skill point you need. So I'm still not surprised that wasn't yeah. fixed when they fixed the Yule festival. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, still working on the siege of Paris because that DLC is long and also I'm not really enjoying it, but I want to finish it. Um, quit. <laughs> the thing I've been playing the most though, and actually finished is horizon zero dawn. I went back and played through, the campaign of Horizon the whole thing? Zero Dawn. Yes, from start to finish. I just mainlined it. I just mainlined it. I didn't do any side content um, in that. But I wanted to rebeat the story before Forbidden West came out. And uh, it still hits. Uh, obviously, it shows its age um, definitively in the fact that, like, you, you know, you can't climb anywhere you want. Um and you know the the melee combat definitely not great um i will say i still love that story it finding out like what caused everything to happen the zero like the explanation for zero dawn and aloy's connection to a specific character who i won't spoil because i'm sure there are many people playing the game for the first time now uh, or at least i've seen it trending on twitter um that there are people doing that um i will say however still hate that final battle that final battle is just stupid it's terrible like i don't care about the timer just what you're doing is awful like it, it's terrible it doesn't hold up and it wasn't good the first time <laughs> um but i i did that i i enjoyed my time with it and i'm very excited for forbidden west so yeah no i'm i'm very excited as well i'm not gonna replay the first one um but i've got good memories enjoyed the podcast i'm excited for the second one i'm very high for the second one yeah uh, the game informer article right the cover story yeah I have an article actually, of all the all the updates that are coming out this mm -hmm. for this new one, and it's like all the things that I said about yeah. the first one. Yeah, like free climb, <laughs> like free climbing is in this one. Uh, they wanted the glider that you're getting in two to be in the first one, but technical right. limitations. Uh, I remember the I remember distinctively when we were doing kind of our Horizon discussions back in the day. I remember distinctively saying like I really like this one. I didn't love it, but I'm really excited for like what a second one was. Like mm -hmm. I, I saw Horizon. My first experience with Horizon, I was like, this is going to be great, like, in the future. You know, like, the next one. The the next, like, he's going to have, like, the Assassin's Creed 2 moment where it really takes off. Yeah. Because, like, what they had, the bones were great. I just thought it needed a little more polish. Yep. Um, and I expect that this one is, like, the world's just going to feel so much more lively. It's going to be so much more active. There's going to be so many more things to do, so much more content. Yeah, this one's going to be a banger. I'm yeah, sorry. I uh, did you watch the latest episode of Guycast, uh, the one on the Karja Civil War? It was not released yet. this week, so nope, not, I haven't done it this week. It, it was great. Um, I'm all caught up on the Guycast now. Um, the way, uh, like, no, I'm not gonna spoil the episode for you, but uh, usually they tell you what the next episode's about. Um, mm -hmm. 
I think the first set of episodes for Gaia Cast is done because they don't tease what the next episode is about. About they just say we'll be back soon with a new episode. Okay, cool. Well, we're gonna get into some news uh, unless anybody else has got anything else to say. Let's do it, Jeff. Take it away. Okay, Google, make Donnie read me the news. You ever wonder where these things end up? Who's watching? Thanks, Jeff. Um, before we get into the news stories, I was going to send some messages out to some of our community members. I've already messaged this to Sean and Ryan, but I want to make sure I'm going to make this a little public thing here. I would love to have so many transition news bumpers that they never feel old and reused. So if you're out there and you love the PSVG cast and you would like to shoot me a 15 second video of you saying like, Hey, Donnie, what's in the news or PSVG? Tell me what's happening this week. Turn your phone around, video yourself doing it and send it to me. DM it to me on discord, send it to me on Twitter and I will plug you into our little app. I already have a bunch. I've got like 10 or 12 of them as is. Um, but, uh, Roland, Kyle, Grouchy, anybody, anybody out there, you want to send them our way, I'd love to keep mixing them and match them because uh, I don't know how you guys like them or not, but I think they're hilarious. It makes they're, my day. They're great. <laughs> so oh, keep also, them coming. I, I forgot to mention, sorry, we're in news. This is kind of news. Speaking of Jeff Grubb, uh, I won a giveaway in his Discord. Um, I won a Mario game and watch, so he's going nice. to send that my way pretty That's soon. Cool. So, yeah. Nice. Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so. I have been uh, kind of a New Year's resolution for me is, uh, and I'm sure you all have noticed it. I've been heavily monitoring like my um, social activity, my Discord and stuff like this. I've also like really pared down my podcast. I've really just kind of unplugged. I'm trying to hold like a firm line um, into this stuff. I'm completely missing news left and right, <laughs> and, and I feel bad because I typically run the show notes. <laughs> so I'm gonna need to need Delvin or Devin's help. I think going forward to make me sure to keep up because I completely missed last week on the podcast that there was a story that was claiming that the last of us remake is coming out this year, which yep. I thought was huge news and I completely missed it on the show last week. And I apologize, but uh, this report um, came out from Tom Henderson first and has since been corroborated by like everybody, everybody. By BGC, and, yeah. yeah, all the big wigs have all ran with it. And they said that uh, it's it's basically finished and they're holding it and it will come out later this year and it'll probably come out later this year, but before the show. So I expect the show to be announced for 2023 and the uh, release this out just and, and just in advance. Actually, uh, as of 20 minutes ago, the show was just confirmed for a 2022 premiere. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited, Haley. Thank you. So, yeah, um, I saw that on my feed. Um, I'm sure Variety will corroborate it later. It's uh, it's one of those like sites that's like very tuned into it. Like it's it's a Twitter yeah. account that's like specifically for that. I got gotcha. um, tuned into it. So there's no official yet, but like when that kind of account starts tweeting that this is this year, you know that the report's gonna come sooner rather than later. They've got like an official mock-up thing that I saw for it as well. So um, I also saw that this report noted that like they're considering holding factions for like a director's cut of Last of Us Part Two, which is so what I said was gonna happen. That was gonna be my question since we have the PlayStation team here tonight with the three of you. How do they do this? Is Last of Us getting its own separate release? Are they going to release the Last of Us collection? Is it going to be Last of Us 2 Deluxe Edition that comes with factions and this? Like, what, what is actually going on here? So, 
here's what I think is going to happen. They're going to they're, – there's not going to be an upgrade path for this for anyone who's wondering. Like you – your old purchase of like Last of Us Remastered or Last of Us on PS3 or whatnot doesn't count. Um, you're going to have to buy this brand new. Yeah. However, yeah. Um, I do think they may do a collection type thing where like, hey, you get the PS5 version of Last of Us Part 2 alongside the remake and you get factions when it's released. Because again, for $70. I don't, I don't think factions is coming. I'm with you. This year. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think they can sell it for $70. It stops them from having to do an upgrade path. And they'll probably have a sweet special edition that I'm going to spend way too much money on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. then I'll and probably like have Last to get you two. to buy a second one. So that You're going to get me to buy one. The Last of Us 2 again. You're going to make yeah. me buy the second game again. <laughs> and you'll like it. And I'll like it. Eventually, I'm going to have to replay that game and try to give it another chance. But uh, not yet. It's too yeah. soon. But I'm... All right. So if this thing is potentially already ready, that makes me think that it's going to be a true one-to-one remake of the, yeah. of the first one. Yeah. Which is what I thought it was going to be. My only question, though, is if it's a true one-to-one we remake, do they, um, instead of having the DLC as its thing, do they add the DLC in where it takes place in the story? Or is that, that still cool. a separate function? Because It'd be cool if you had an option to do that. Uh, anyone who doesn't want a spoiler, and I don't feel bad about it, but like 15 seconds ahead, if you don't want, like that takes place immediately after Joel falls off the thing. Like that DLC starts right there, so they could just fit that in. Be interesting. I was always wondering, not that I ever expected them to, I won't go that far, but I was always wondering that if they maybe um, add some bonus content or like retcon in any way, like would they add some sort of cutscene or anything that teases abby's existence or leads into two or any i was always wondering if they could just sprinkle in a few things that maybe makes the transition to two not as jarring as i so found it to be. I, I do think that will be added because i know one thing has to be changed because the doctor model in the last of us one does not match the m- m- man who is um a specific character like a man who is in two and is integral to a character in two they don't match like you go back and you look and they're not the same person at all. Um, and that, that has to be changed. So I I don't think they're going to, I honestly don't think they're going to change anything. I think it's going to be just the last of us. It's just going to be redone, which I'm here for. I'm going to buy it and play it again. So I'm, I'm totally down for it. Delvin, Ryan. Yeah. I think it's going to be just a one-to-one remake of it. Even with the whole, Hey, here's the DLC at the bottom. You can still play it the same way you've been playing it. I don't think they're gonna do too much to it. I feel like they'll if any change they're gonna make, they're gonna probably like make those changes on The Last of Us 2 as opposed to this one. Cause it this feels like this is something to get out right before the show so people can get hyped up for the show, then watch the show, and you know it's gonna print money. Oh, I'm gonna be, dude, it's gonna be like 4K 60. It's gonna be gorgeous. It's also also, I'm excited for all the accessibility features from two to be in this remake. Also, could be yep, could be very be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you guys as far as it being like small tweaks, rather it being you know a big overhaul. And uh, I, I'm with Haley as well. I think they'll probably, if they don't give an option, I definitely think they'll include the DLC slotted into the story because it makes perfect sense. Like it feels, it almost feels more out of place playing it out of context of the story yeah. rather than it being a part of the story I and agree. just being naturally part of it. So if they're going to include it at all, I think they'll, they'll definitely kind of morph it in there. Um, but I don't think they're going to change too much else. Like they're not going to totally 
like change the story or anything like that um but yeah small tweaks like the again like you talked about with the the doctor model and stuff like that so i also have one other question that i want to know if you guys think they're going to change because it was mentioned when they released the dlc for uh part one that they had wanted what they were actually able to get working for the dlc was humans and infected in the same space do you guys think they'll actually manage that in the remake or because the engine for two allowed for that from the start, which is what the remake is apparently yeah. being made in. Yeah. I could see them do some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't, especially if they if they feel like they can make the the combat encounters feel natural and you know not too different from the original. Then yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't do that as well. So yeah, makes sense. Well, please be excited. Hopefully, you won't have to wait too long. I'm very excited, Nathan. Stalker 2 has been delayed to December 8th. Andy Macro writes in, is there any surprise that Stalker 2 is delayed? None. I don't think there's any surprise at all. Absolutely zero. This game was announced (laughs) in 2011. It has continued. It has nothing been but been delayed. What's another year? I'm not even, if you had to ask me to bet, I'm not even betting it comes out this year. So here's my thing. This game's (laughs) on Unreal Engine 5, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not following it that closely. I don't think it is actually. I think they, I think they wanted to do it, but they couldn't do it in time. So I think they scrapped the okay. idea. Um, I think my favorite thing is I expected this game to be delayed like the day after that NFT announcement. Like that's when I expected this game to be delayed because not only was the backlash incredible on that, they walked it back like less than 24 hours later and then went silent for weeks until now. That's just good viral marketing, Haley. We're doing this thing you don't like. Nah, we're not. Everybody likes us again. Um, yeah, no. This thing is... I, I would be surprised if it makes this state. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's 2023. I wasn't um, I wasn't hoping too hard that it was like really you know on the way. There's plenty to play right now. I will say, though, the, the snippets that they've shown so far and the gameplay demonstrations that they've shown have shown a lot of polish, um, especially when you compare it to like what Stalker 1 looked like out of the box and not even just out of the box out of the box years later um so hopefully it's not too long but uh yeah they delayed it saying that they needed more time for testing and polishing which with covid i mean uh what are they poland right yeah the developers yeah. yeah i don't know what it's looking like over there but i know most of the folks that i've heard from the western studios is that they're having a really hard time with qa testing that seems to be almost across the board they're having a hard time getting people access and vpn they're doing a lot of stuff like over streaming and it's it's kind of a pain in the ass right now so kirby in the forgotten land got a new trailer today and a release date and it comes out on march 25th i'll um, lines... uh, i'm oh, sorry? sorry no i was just uh, i'll wait for you to finish i didn't realize you weren't finished yet so i think it looks fantastic but i think more notably it lines up with uh marco Mero's leak that came out at the beginning of the year um or late last december that was detailing that this game was coming soon. So if you want to read into any of that, by that means, uh, he said Advance Wars will be coming soon. In terms of an, a new update on Advance Wars, will be coming soon. And uh, expect some Fire Emblem news on the horizon. So all of this has me very excited, but I've already, I've pre-ordered this Kirby game a long time ago. You guys know I have my cat named Kirby. Very yep. excited. This game looks great. Um, I think the trailer today looked really good, like way better than anybody expected it. It did, but I have to yeah. uh, I have to curse someone now, and that someone is not here tonight. Uh, curse you, Dev, um, and your auto-drafting picks for our Fantasy Critic League. 
Oh, did he pick Kirby? Uh, yes, he picked Kirby in the Forgotten Land. His entire Do roster well or is bad? like... Uh, so the way Fantasy Critic works is you pick five games you think are going to do well, and then you counterpick one. So nobody okay. counterpicked Kirby, but like um, he got Kirby like in the first round, like because he wasn't there, so the system did it for him. Uh, and he all his picks are like Nintendo, and it's just funny. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's karma. That's good stuff. <laughs> so. I like it. Uh, PlayStation's making more PlayStation Force. What do you think about that, Dylan? Um. It's temp- it's expected. I don't know why people are shocked that they're making places for us. There's no places five to be had right now. So, and people are still buying places for us at a high rate. So, was that tweet that I retweeted earlier? Was my understanding that they that they are at least expecting to sell like they weren't selling as many PlayStation fours no. at the moment like they have PS twos and PS threes in the past like during console you know launches that. The numbers that they're selling in PS4s right now, new PS4s are way down. I'm wondering if that's because there's supply constraint on PS4s, because I know used PS4s are fetching a pretty penny right now, and I know yes. that yeah, PlayStation also hasn't had restocks of their um, like refurbished PS4s in a while either. So I saw a lot of people going, I don't think it's to sell units because they're not selling, and, and that's what I was wanting to say, was I think they're not selling because they don't have any. Yes. So I think this is the point to have some, so they have some to sell. Yeah, yeah. I think it's they're trying. They they don't have enough to sell, so they're making more to sell for one thing. And another thing is that they're cheap. They're cheap to make now at this yeah. point in time, and people who can't get a PS Five, a lot of people are still wanting PS Fours. Like, yeah, and if you can get one for two fifty, you know, two fifty, maybe three three hundred feels like a too much, but two fifty or lower. I mean, it's still a hell of a Blu-ray player. It's still a lot of great games. The games still hold up. They're still doing cross-gen. You play Horizon and got a word on PS4. Yeah, my daughter just got... My son gave my daughter his PS4, and she loves it. She's having a blast with it. Only since she's think ever the, had with the Switch. So. Do we think The Last of Us remake will come to PS4? No. I don't think okay. so, no. There's okay. no need for it to come there, so... Because, yeah, uh, like... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ryan. That's okay. Um, the, like, the... the the remastered version runs well. Like it runs better than most PS4 games do. Like that thing on a base PS4 is silent. Um, and other games are not. There's really no need to to do it. And the I don't qu- think there's any need. I was just asking because you know Horizon Zero Dawn will be on PS4 and God of War will be on PS4. But, they, but they've also already started detailing games that are only going to be PS5, like Spider-Man. Like Wolverine, they've they've yeah. started detailing games that are PS5 only. I think the remake will be PS5 only. Okay. Yeah, yeah I also think it'll be the only exclusive that we see probably from Sony this year. That's PS5 only. Like, because I, I I mean besides you know any deluxe edition uh, upgrades like The Last of Us Part Two or anything like. Is Gran Turismo mm-hmm. PS5 only? No, it's PS4 uh, as it, well. It's, it's both as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you might as well make some more PS4s. Yep. I mean, the PS4 you can Pro in particular, some. last time I was looking, like it's gotten over the re- the original retail price yeah. of the PS4 on the se- the Pro on the secondary market. Like people are trying to find these things everywhere. So, I mean, yeah. that's why we saw those insane trade-in deals at like GameStop for uh, like people wanting a PS5 where they would take basically your PS4 Pro almost at cost, essentially as a trade-in, which is crazy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. How much I got from mine almost. Mm-hmm. Just almost at cost because people, these games stop wanting it. And I, I think I want to say I got three hundred from my Xbox One. 
my Xbox yeah. One. And that's not like the One X. That's the One. Yeah, just the VCR model. Yeah. VCR. Yeah. Yeah, it's just they, these systems, people still want out there. So, yeah, same with the One X's. Like, believe it or not, like One X's are actually starting to climb in price too because Microsoft isn't really making them anymore either. But yeah. People can't people get other consoles. hardware. Yeah. Yeah. In the absence. And I, I imagine there's probably a lot of people that traded their stuff in thinking they get a next gen and they couldn't. And they're probably wanting to get something to play Horizon on, you know, something to play some of these games on. It is funny. I feel like I'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. Not that I want to stoke any console wars, but, you know, Microsoft was really, you know, like trounced on for supporting cross-gen and continuing to, to do all that. And PlayStation is doing the same thing, yep. which is a long-winded way of me saying that I said that they would. <laughs> it's just, it's like, we believe in like, generations, Donnie. Well, it wasn't even, it's not even that. It's not even to throw that stone. It's not even to go that far. I just felt like it just made, I just feel like 2013's console launch is a, such a different world. In yeah. 2020's console launch, like yeah. it's just a different world. It doesn't make any sense to take that existing customer base and not sell to them, sell your subscription, sell your games. Like if they can run, that that was always the question, right? If they can run, and there was a lot of people that were like, "Well, they they can't." I think what we've realized is that modern games can. They're highly scalable. You know, you can have games that can cross you. Not all games, not forever, but I don't think anybody was looking at, you know, most of the games that we saw on both consoles when they first shown and thought that they couldn't run on a One X or they couldn't run on a PS4 Pro. No, no I mean, like, this is a game I'm excited for. Everybody knows I'm a big DC nerd, and I've got, despite me not really liking the whole, hey, we're going to do Evil Superman again, but, like, I've got two DC games that are currently slated for this year. Will they be able to hit? Who knows? But, like, even then... One of those games deliberately in their marketing mentions PS4. The other goes, hey, we're new gen only. Like, yeah, they, they well, know what they're doing. Honestly, the only thing that even needs to be said to prove it is that both people are putting their games out on PC platforms too now. Yep. Yeah. Like it's that's not the, the market is no longer. Let's build a catalog that pushes hardware. That's not the business model. Like, yeah, total number of hardware boxes sold is not it. That's not that's not the game anymore. It's who can push the most software, who can get the most subscribers. It's that recurring revenue. That's what everybody's looking for. Um, oh, Techland pissed everybody yeah. off this yep. week when they mentioned I, that the game would this. take 500 hours to complete. Um, <laughs> I didn't even want to cover this story until I talked to Haley earlier, and she mentioned that she was like, yeah, let's talk about it. So let's talk about it, Haley. Uh, okay, so for anyone who's immediately hearing that and groaning, uh, they clarified this immediately, but I also knew what they meant because the tweet was pretty self Everybody knew what they fucking meant. This is like, people just wanting to be angry about something. Yeah, this is yes. the most ridiculous moment. Like, this literally week. that tweet mentions 100% completion. Like, it says nothing about the main story. Like, the tweet literally goes, to, to 100% Dying Light 2, you'll need to spend 500 hours... Uh, and it lists things that are included in that 500 hours, and then they compare it, and it's like walking from what Madrid to Poland or something like that. I don't know. I don't Regardless, know. that's what they compared it to. Then that got people upset, and they were like, to clarify, to finish the main story and all side missions, it will take 70 to 80 hours. And people were still mad. And then they came out and were like, hey, 
just so you're clear, our main story alone is like 20 hours. I wish they would have come out and said fuck off. They they could be a little more <laughs> Yeah. They could be a little more like Wendy's. I'm getting so, tired of these companies. Dude, the number Wendy's of revisions to that graphics alone. Was yeah. just, I'm just it was tired dead. of them everybody just bending to the masses on Twitter. Yeah. Just stop. So here's my favorite thing though and why I wanted to talk about that. Did you guys see the 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 social media person for the Dying Light Twitter account get getting like roasted by like people for no reason no. like i posted it in discord last night someone replied to that like original tweet going hey dying like twitter man what's your favorite color to which the dying like twitter account responds is this a trap because i recently asked who d's is and i'm not oh, falling no, for that again no, not that. that's not the news story stop but, it Ailey. that's not the news story um it is the news story though because they're getting piled on for no reason i wasn't gonna finish the tweet i was just like they got Obviously, they got gotten. Again. I mean, that's just what Twitter is. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah, a mob like, at this point. Like it's, it's ridiculous. I and said, then I, tell me you've never yeah. played an open world game without telling me you've never played an open world yeah, game. Like, exactly. This is, yeah. this is every open world game. This is not like, a story. Literally. Yeah, it's not a story. Like I played Valhalla for a hundred hours and didn't do any like half of what could be done. Like that's yeah, that's just what these games are. How many? Well, how many? How many days have you played Apex? Fifty something. Like what the. <laughs> I, you know, like, I, anywhere. Have, <laughs> I have like 400 hours in Skyrim. Uh, in Odyssey, I have 283. Uh, in Valhalla, I have 192. Like, that's what, like, I don't understand. I was gonna the... say, I'm coming pretty close to 10,000 hours in Final Fantasy 14. So, see, I hear you. I, I hate that this game is getting this treatment because I really want to love this game and I hope it's really good. But honestly, I think it's probably a good thing because for an entire week three weeks before the game launch a lot of people are talking about it and that's actually that's probably a net positive yeah because i don't know how many other people were thinking about this game a week ago so um, i know a lot of people don't even realize that it's really close to dropping <laughs> like 23 days or something away away so i also have a personal stake in this game doing well on metacritic uh because i picked it in the fantasy draft uh fantastic. but everybody knew that i was going to do that anyways so i'm expecting uh, it to be pretty good i know yeah. I, like i said i've known reviewers and influencers have had it for a minute and some yeah. of the insider stuff that i found um privately it's been positive i will say it hasn't been glowing you know i nobody's telling me it's like the best game they've ever played but a lot of people are saying it's i expect it to be really pretty high performance dying yeah. light that's what i'm expecting oh, yeah. it to be and 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 if that's what it is sold like I'm, i mean i was sold the minute they announced it because dying light one was fantastic like yeah. a lot of people were upset with um the way dying light story ended and i'm like well how do you want it to end like yeah like, no how, i, I how, liked it how could they end that story in any other way like they ended it in a way that's like well, we're not deliberately opening the door for a sequel, but we're literally going, hey, uh, stay tuned. Um, and not just to like players, but they were also doing that to the characters in the game. Then the following DLC came out and kind of alluded yeah. to things. But then the way they've like marketed this game, like, um, so we're recording this on Wednesday night. And for player people who aren't aware, and I know Donnie's not going to watch this, I probably won't watch it either. Um, as of recording, uh, tomorrow they have their uh, final Dying to Know episode is tomorrow. Um, and that is literally like three weeks before the game launches. Like, mm -hmm. And they've 
they're showing PS4 footage tomorrow. I know is one of the things that they said they're going to show is like last gen console footage um, because people wanted to know. So I don't know. Um, I, can't I mean, imagine that's going to go well. I, I don't know. But the point <laughs> being is I love Dying Light. I love like the parkour. I'm, I'm excited to see where this game goes. I've liked what the previews of what I've seen. Um, and also they showed like the skill tree and it's more refined from like Dying Light 1 because some of the skills in Dying Light 1 weren't useful at all. So, yeah. I find it interesting that people are mad about a game that's giving you 500 hours when the original game was constantly giving you free content for years. That game came out in 2015, and they still updated it last week. I I brought it up in our Discord, and everybody was like, nobody wants this. I was like, wait till they all find out how long this game gets supported because they dropped like two expansions a year for six years yeah also like the season like when you if you buy the hundred dying light ended up becoming like 19 games yeah Yeah. like they have their own there's like a like a dungeon crawler mode in there and there's like a hell mode in there (laughs) there's just a bunch of different games it's like its own little universe yeah and then the the other thing is that like i'm not talking like the collector's edition that comes with the statue i'm just talking digital if you buy their ultimate edition you get both expansions that they've said are coming in the months after release so you already know this game's getting supported after launch oh it's gonna get supported for a long 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 time yeah so i'm all in very excited god of war is excellent on pc Anybody surprised? No, There's not at all. At all. Yeah. Everything's Fantastic. better on PC. Amazing game. Amazing game. Uh, I will say a story came out tonight. I don't know if this is in your thing. That uh, it was more than a simple port because the one-shot camera made the ultra-wide difficulty hard to uh, add as a setting. Okay. Cool. Um, the Twisted Metal reboot has been moved from Lucid to Fire Sprite. Um Stories are written about this today. Um, it basically comes down. Uh, I pulled the little quote here. Matt Southern, the director from previous MotorStorm games and the original um, pitch for Drive Club, he left his role at Lucid and moved across the street to Fire Sprite. And that's probably why the project moved from across the street. Apparently, they're, they're both these studios are like really close to each other. So I don't really. This is kind of like news, but non-news. It's in headlines, but I don't think it's really news. No, and this game's probably way off, but also I don't want to make people mad, but like eh. I, I mean it's, Storm. it's, it's gonna be a fantastic a free to play Rocket League take on Twisted Metal, right? Was with the reports. I, th- I think so. But even then, like I was never really a fan of like Ooh, don't go there. I yeah, no, <laughs> let's not do Twisted Metal in VR. Um, for listeners, a, a, a watcher was like fire spider, also VR devs. No, yeah. um, they are. They, they are, but let's not do twisted metal in VR because I am be only awesome. imagining the people getting sick. <laughs> yeah, from that'd that. be awesome. Let's do it. I kind of like get, that idea. You get to be I mean, sweet tooth. That's nice. You level. probably wouldn't be like, get any more motion sick than you would play any other racing game. I don't think. Mm. Right. It's just closer to your eye. Same image. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, in actual news sony has begun to pull playstation now cards from retailers in the uk by the end of this month a lot of people are speculating this paves the way for project spartacus what do you think ryan it's happening i'm so excited about this i mean uh yeah i think that this is a telltale sign that if they're not going to announce it right away it'll be an announcement whenever they do the next set of play or something like that but yeah i'm excited about this imminent yeah, Ryan Turford, so. imminent announcement. I, I mean, we even on the PlayStation Drive, we even came up with a name for it, which is PlayStation Plus Platinum. 
was the name we came up with for it. So nice. yeah, I, I'm excited about this news. I'm especially with the promise, hopefully, of PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, and PSP games coming to PlayStation Five. That's something I, I wanted when they announced the PlayStation Five, even though that yep. didn't happen because it was in kind of the initial rumors for what what was going to happen with the PlayStation Five. So yeah, I'm like super excited to see what this Spartacus is going to be and uh, how much it's going to you know cost us because. I'm probably going to be a sucker and pay into it and oh, yeah. going to be excited to do so. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm very three, excited for that I'll buy. Um, that's about the, that's the, the level right now. But they still so, are going to put like day one games in there, right? No, they've said, no. they've said they're not. Um, And honestly, until something changes, I don't think they will. Um, I think it'll happen one day, but right now I don't think. See, that's, I know we talked about this and we don't have to go like super long, but that's where I disagree. Cause I do think there exists the opportunity to put some i don't think a whole lot of people are talking about that i think you could have a service like this where you could launch uh sack boys big adventure into the streaming service and not everything else i think you can do something like that i don't think they they will at first but i think they can i think they have you know not their triple a blockbusters right but they have another level of games where they could they could maybe dabble with that some to the destruction all-star type game. Yeah. Yeah. That- I think there's a the potential that they could, um, but the, the chances are that they won't. Now I do think a service like this, especially if it comes with a higher price that I think we all expect that it will come with. Um, I do think we'll see more of the first party stuff hit the service sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually imagine this more being like something like EA Play, where they have like yeah. the vault equivalent, where yeah. essentially like yes. the games that we saw last year, you know, like Returnal or Ratchet and Clank, like those will probably be in service either day and date or when, like maybe later this year or something like that. So, like if they were yeah, planning, that- if they were planning a standalone release for factions, this would be perfect. <laughs> there are there are certain things that I think are qualify like a really nice way to pop, you know, subscriptions that you don't have to go full bore with it. Yeah, I, I still think this is imminent though because a I've never seen PlayStation Now cards sold anywhere. So the fact that they were I sold have. in the first place, oh, I, I was gonna I say we them. see them all the time here in Canada. So yeah, I see them in Best Buy. I mean, Park. I'm in Canada and I don't see them, but I, oh, I yeah, this is you go to stores. I was gonna say I see them in Rexall all the time. Like I go there all the time to pick up my mail. So <laughs> I've seen Plus. You and have to go like, somewhere uh, to pick up mail. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't like bring to, it to you. They don't, like to, much they don't like dropping it off at my house. They're like, no, you got to go to the store to go get it. Much more mail. Exactly. Like, I don't know, like uh, at Rexall, I've seen like the PlayStation Plus cards and the money denomination cards, but not the PlayStation Now. But it might just okay. be region specific. Maybe all the folks near you, Haley, have bought them all. Uh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe they pulled them off the shelves already. Maybe they're, that's, that's the reason why they have to pull them all off the shelves. Everybody was well, buying they, them. They, that's where the subscribe. Yeah, because <laughs> here's the thing. If you're if, what if you're a now subscriber, they're going to do like one of those automatic transitions. Yeah, they might. Yeah. There is there is the potential here. There exists. And if you an can buy Donnie. some, you should buy some. Like yeah. right there exists now. an anti Donnie who has a, a drawer full of these cards. <laughs> He's like, like Donnie has Game Pass. He's got the <laughs> for so long. I am set. Pretty soon you're gonna have that PlayStation now <laughs> stocked up forever. But uh, no, I, I actually saw some people <laughs> tweeting that this is this is something that's been happening in other regions for a while. Yeah. Essentially, like you know. The, the like i think it was the uk that this is coming out of like th- they only sent an internal memo that leak but i think this is, sounds like it's been something that's been being pulled off the shelves for a while now but uh, uh, do you think first time we're hearing like definitive proof that this is intentional that so there's does the announcement leak so i feel like I with th- a lot of things with playstation it's all leaked lately like does the announcement leak uh no i just 
I think I saw Jeff Grubb tweet about this earlier, though, that like a spokesperson from Sony had said, like, we are committed now to like just selling the denomination cards, which you can use to purchase PlayStation now. Okay. I I just I, I think it's because we've 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 known about the Last of Us thing, which hasn't technically been announced at all. We've already had the Project Spartacus leak. Like I'm I'm wondering if somebody just gets a picture of the tears and stuff, and it's like, you know, the Verge. Here's the new PlayStation service, like two days before it goes I mean, live. it happens like, with PlayStation Plus games every month. Yeah, it every does. month, and just... they're accurate too, which is wild because yeah. Sony every time keeps a tight lid on things. It'd be cool if it was a surprise. I, I hope, I hope, I hope that it is. Anyway, that does it for our news block. So let's ask some questions. Um, I didn't ask our guest, which technically most of you are guests, but Ryan, do you have What's a hard out? Do you have to be no. gone? Okay. So let's do a fun one. This might go places. TPR wants to know what is y'all's appreciate the y'all. What is y'all's favorite console launch and why? Let's start with you, Delvin. Huh? That's a good question. I'm going to go. Memory wise, I'm going to say my favorite console launch probably was the switch. That's mine too. I think I, think, I, I, I stole I my think, answer. I think it's because when I got it, it was so unexpected. Like I actually like my ex at the time was like, Hey, you want to go get a switch? I'm like, huh? I was like, yeah. She, she said, okay, let's go to Best Buy and wait outside. Cause they're selling switches. And, we went out to Best Buy. We waited the hours and things like that. I think we waited like three, four hours in the car and stuff like that. Got in the line, got our switch, and it was pretty. It was pretty cool. They was trying to sell us all the junk that they that they normally sell you with the with the new consoles, like the um. Here's the screen protector. Here's the the case, and it's the ugly case. Like, ugh, I don't need this ugly looking random Best Buy <laughs> switch case, but. It, it was cool just sitting there. I, I always love console launches, and I think that one is memorable to me because it's probably the last console launch I ever went to. Because it's mm. not a, it's not really a thing now. It's kind of like, especially with True. the P, PS Five, it was like, well, can't go in the store to get it. <laughs> yeah, my stuff was just on the porch. It's just mean. Yeah. Like you know, I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. My my Xbox came early. I was like, what is this? Um, so since you said Switch, I'll go next, and uh, just because mine, I think mine's the same. For the many, many years, you've probably heard me answer this question on podcasts before. I used to always say it was the Wii U because I picked up the Wii U with my daughter and uh, it was a lot of fun. But the Switch and my PlayStation 4 um, pickup was was pretty awesome as well. But the Switch, I mean, I was at my old favorite GameStop for 10 hours. I camped out all night. I met Caroline for the first time. We started a podcast together. We grew out of that Switch launch. I played Breath of the Wild, which was one of my favorite games of all time. Um, I had time off. My son was introduced to Breath of the Wild to Zelda for the first time. I have pictures of him. You know, he's 12 now, and I have pictures of him then, and he's like seven or six, maybe, and his big curly hair, and he's like just a you know toddler, basically. And he's got all of our amiibo on the floor because he was like he wasn't very good at it at Breath of the Wild, so he was spamming the amiibo to get better, you know. So like I have a lot of these memories. We did our unboxing video where we unboxed all of our stuff. I think we streamed the entire first day, me and my kids together. We did Nintendo Shack. I met uh, Mark and Bobby. Um, may he rest in peace. And like 
there was a lot of crossover and i think uh, we built a lot of long-lasting friendships kind of out of that switch wave of momentum um which led me to you know which obviously we were doing psvg before then plus the ride into switch was really hot because coming off the wii u being a part of the nintendo shack you know we were just riding that wave i was so into it so i think in a lot of ways the switch has replaced so many of my favorite wii u memories um because it is the wii u it's like the better wii u it's the wii u2 is the nintendo switch and you know, it's so many of the same games, Splatoon and Mario Kart and Smash and Amiibo, like so many of the ma- same things. Um, it's like, I don't know. I almost see it like an extension of the console. It's like they're not really two separate generations. They're kind of combined in a way, but maybe that's just the Homer in me. But definitely the Switch, I think, is uh, for right now, if I had to pick one, that'd be the one for me. Maybe Nathan. So the last actual launch that I was in person at, I can remember it was either the Nintendo Wii or the 360 because like everything since then's all been you know just on on your porch delivered right so for me I'd have to go with the 360 because I worked at Best Buy at the time and so I was kind of like in the video department and I was getting everything ready for it and I was you know excited for it myself and so being a part of that the fervor everybody getting their chance to get the 360 take it home having the displays up there for like the I think it was like Fight Night or I don't know what version of Fight Night it was, but there was a Fight Night up there. There was like the Call of Duty up there and everything that you could just see how, you know, life like it was back then. How little did we know back then? So HD. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was, it was so exciting to see like all the, you know, the the games that are coming out and everything. I think Perfect Dark, you know, when everything was on on launch Mm -hmm. that day. And so we were all super excited about that until I played Perfect Dark and we weren't so excited. But um, it was just, you know, a fantastic system just to have that fervor with. And there was a Mountain Dew things happening with it. There was all kinds of, you know, pomp and circumstance on this console because, you know, at the time, 360 was um, it was the first one out of the the bunch, I think. Came out early. I always misremember that. But, yeah, I got my 360 before my Wii. Yeah. So I think it came out like a week between the two or something like that. Um, But then, you know, that was the next generation had started and everybody was all excited about that. And I loved, you know, the Xbox coming from the Xbox to the 360. Uh, was was fantastic and you know being able to just pop in your old games it was like oh this is cool um everything around it was just so you know so fun xbox live being like hard-coded in with achievements now popping and everything else happening with it uh you know getting those friends that you were you know i didn't get live right at the first but i wanted to ask you because i felt like i remember distinctively feeling like 360 was a huge leap Mm -hmm. you know and I think I felt the same way when I went from 360 PS4, but it just felt different because the Xbox felt very, you know, there's not like a crazy amount of difference. I know there is technically, but like I think from the games that you're playing, from the products that are made, there's not a gigantic difference from like N64 to like Xbox and like all of that in there with like GameCube and everything, you know, like you're still kind of playing like these sub HD games, like they can do a little bit more, act a little faster, but they're, you know, they're all somewhat similar. The 360 was like a, poof, a huge leap, not just in the games you were playing. Honestly, just the whole console, the way that it looked and everything. I, I don't know. I was really enamored with it. So Those games and things like that. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Like I was like, this is. And to a point, I remember. I remember the first time I got my Wii, and trust me, I love the Wii. Like I find very few people that are as emphatic about the Wii as I am. The Wii was amazing, but even knowing how amazing it was. I remember playing some games when I got my Wii and I was like, 
that it? <laughs> you know, like it it was not the 360. It was very apparent like it was not the 360. Do not disparage Excite Truck. Well, I mean, it's just like I'm it's really good that they had the motion thing. Because <laughs> yeah. if they did uh, it, boy, I, was gonna say, I remember on launch day with my Wii, I got uh, I think it was Madden 07, like the Madden that was that that was available then because you could throw the football yeah, exactly, with the Wii yeah. mode. But man, that game looks real like ugly. Trash. I remember playing yeah. the NCAA football game that came out on Wii. And for any of you, my sports fans, they'll know that you can run the option using the Wiimote. <laughs> like you can pitch or keep with the Wiimote. And I thought it was so cool. And I tried to play that with my friends, dude. And they roasted the shit out of me because that game <laughs> looks so flat and cartoony. They were like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. So I'm right there with you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I'm sorry, Nathan, I interrupted you. Anything else? No, I I, I mean, that kind of just sums it up. 360 was my uh, my favorite lunch. Lunch. Yeah. Lunch. 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 Both. <laughs> Did you eat it? <laughs> I might have. I'm not sure. The console was your lunch. <laughs> Haley. Uh, I've only really, like, been around for, like, a few launches. The PS4. Uh, <laughs> PS4 and 5 and I actually got my 5 at a store so Haley's you know, gonna drop an Ouye honestly absolutely not Stadia uh, she was uh, there I was I was there uh, no um I'm gonna go with PS5 just because like it allowed like it was the first time like I was actually able to be at a launch uh, essentially like waiting in line with everyone else to pick up our consoles was, was pretty cool Cool. Um, coming home, setting it up, like, and still being able to access all my old games plus the new ones. I don't know, just it's, it's the only launch I've really been a part of. Nice. Stinger in the chat, by the way, mentions like missing midnight launches. I so miss midnight launches. I used to go to midnight launches for everything that I liked, you know, like movie launches, games, yeah. whatever. Midnight but launches were so good. A great like, way the to, people there, yeah. It's yeah. a great way to find your people. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, it's like if you're really into um, maybe like a movie. Like when you get that first ticket for that first showing when a big movie hits, like all of those people that are there, mm -hmm. like they're with you. Oh they yeah, know that... all the things you do. They've read all the articles you've read. They've listened to all the shows you've listened to. Like those are your people, and it that... is very yeah. That that community is is that's intoxicating. That was yeah. uh, me with my first showing of uh, of Spider Man No Way Home, which is also how I got COVID, by the way. So. Oof. Spider-Man gave you COVID. It Thanks, Spider-Man. You do. There was a there was a tweet the other day. What kind of popcorn you got in there? I completely <laughs> forgot what it was, but there was a tweet where somebody was like, "If you saw Spider-Man this weekend, there's a X percent amount of chance that you got, you know, like a I don't know, like a spoiler or something shown." And I was like, "Yeah, there's a 99 percent chance it gave you COVID." <laughs> Hey, really? I, I get that without COVID. I was good without COVID. Nice. I mean, I, nice. I buy refreshments when I go to the movie theaters, and now I can't see Scream because the movie theaters are closed. So, oh. yeah. Ugh. Ryan. Now, mine is actually basically the same as Nathan's in a lot of ways, although I will give a special shout out to one of the, the first console launches I ever went to, which was the 32X console launch as a child. For the, of course, the add-on for the Sega Genesis that allowed you to play 32-bit cartridges. Let me tell you what, boys. And girls, I remember that. Uh, now you're that was power. that was the stuff back then. That was that was something. Let me tell you, there was we were the only ones in line excited to get it, and uh, it totally flopped, but in in all the right ways. But no, actually, mine Dude. is actually the 360 as well. Like, um, I actually pre-ordered mine at EB Games here, and what was interesting about that how they ran the launch was essentially anyone who pre-ordered it in the store for, for day one 
they actually booked an appointment for you and gave you like a specific time to come in. So rather than having everyone line up at once, everyone would come in in these like half an hour intervals to come pick up the console. And what they would do is essentially like ha- bring you into the store. Of course, you'd pick up your pre-order, but then you'd also get to try some of the games while you're there. They also had giveaways. So I actually ended up winning a year of gold and a wired controller. So I actually got those on top of my wow. gigantic Xbox 360 pre-order, which was, of course, um, the 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 Pro Console Plus, uh, Perfect Dark Zero, Quake 4, King Kong, and Madden, I think, were the, the four games I got launched. And then I ended up actually buying Call of Duty the same day because I was going to buy some gold. But um, I ended up, since I won it, I was like, oh, I'll just take the money and buy Call of Duty too. And just had an amazing time getting home because we had just recently purchased... Uh, my family had just purchased a rear projection television like that was at 720p with like a component input. So we we totally set it up and it blew my mind. Like I was like, oh, my God, See, I can't Ryan believe King Kong is like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you knew, Donnie, you knew I had to pick up King Kong because of the of achievement point. Like as soon as they announced achievement points were a thing, because I didn't pay attention to, you know, how important achievement points would be, you know before the launch but finally being in the ecosystem and realizing oh you get all these little achievements i, I kind of like this so um like i played like 10 years of madden seasons to basically get the <laughs> thousand thousand gamer score in madden 06 like the the launch game so i did that with with king kong i went out and bought it because of that and then it turned out to actually be a fun game, king Kong's uh, a good game. not only that but i had like good memories of downloading a lot of games that launched to like geometry wars, geometry just having, like, wars yes. all kinds of awesome demos that launched to for a bunch of different games or like i was even downloading the trailers for games too because like you have to remember this was a time in 2005 before we had a lot of trailers for games available in like mm-hmm. really good quality whereas if you downloaded to your, them to your console they were in 720p so i remember downloading trailers for stuff like the darkness and alan wake and like all kinds of these like upcoming games and like having a blast with the 360 at launch. So. Isn't it amazing yeah. how starved we were for information? Yeah. We would just eat up any and all kinds of them. Like I, you're exactly right. I remember watching so many like E3 videos that were shot on someone's mm-hmm. like handy cam that they put up on like, you know, IGN or something. And it's like, you see people walking through the picture and stuff. You're like, get out of the way. Try or one else for video game trailers.com. Right. Yeah. Whereas the best thing about that too was like with the 360 is that with the E3, when E3 happened the next year, they ended up taking all the E3 trailers that they had and put them on the console. So you could download them in, in high res um, combined with the fact that they also had demos from the show floor that you could download too. It was the only year they ever did that. So I think, I think my favorite thing about the trailers feature is that consistently they would also put trailers for TV shows on there and then spoil things. Mm -hmm. So like anytime you saw like spoilers, the walking dead, the immediate reason would be, Hey, this leaked on Xbox live. And you just sit there and laugh at like, Mm -hmm. so-and-so dies on the walking dead. How did it leak Xbox live? Like, yeah, they had like movie and TV trailers on there before they even had like a TV and movie service on the console, which was so yep. so bizarre. But again, I would download them all the time because, again, it was like so much better than watching them on your computer a lot of the time. At yeah. Least at the time the 360 came out. So, yeah, that was like a super rad experience. And I, I love the 360 to this day for that. Whereas the Wii launch, you know, I had to stand out, you know, out in the cold in like minus 30 for seven hours waiting for the Wii and then. You know, I took Madden home, for example, and was not very impressed with it. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it would be up there, too. But definitely, definitely Xbox 360 for sure. For you know, me. you reminded me when you said that they scheduled like an appointment for you to go get it. So like back then, obviously, it was just kind of like 
free for all. Like you get in the store, you had it in. So at Best Buy, we would get like truckloads in, you know, at a time, they'd be like a pallet full of, of 360s. And then like just the look on someone's face when they ask you when they first walk in, hey, do you have 360s? And when you say yes, the look on their face and like them running back to, to get them and checking them out. Like that that sense of euphoria that they had was like super infectious too. Like I'll never forget that. Pre Amazon. <laughs> yep. Well, no, no, Amazon just, was still there, but they weren't selling. Video now we all yet. just sit there and click F five over and over and over <laughs> and over and over again, and nobody gets anything. That was when Amazon was selling books and not much else. Books, yeah, books. Um, Todd wants to know when do we think the next State of Play direct or Xbox digital event will be? Uh, State of Play February tenth. Putting it in okay. There. Febtober, just all of them in February except for Xbox. I mean, Xbox doesn't need to do one right now. I, I don't know. I, like I, I think Xbox doesn't need to talk until E3. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine they talk before E3, but it won't be until like April or May. They might do like a, a smaller thing because they also tend to do like smaller like indie showcases as well. So, well, do you're right. I wouldn't count those as them talking. Like their right. their ID at Xbox shows are not. Yeah, Good. but that, I think that's the first thing Don't we see from them. Microsoft <laughs> before E3. Like, but yeah. otherwise, I'm actually with Haley. I think that February 10th is actually a really good day. Plus, that kind of lines up with the fact that we know the next Persona anniversary announcement is also in February. So, Ooh. I mean, we know probably either a State of Play or a Nintendo Direct or both is happening. Well, I, so the question is, is whether or not the State of Play that's in February is focused entirely on Horizon, like the State of Play that was in August when Ghost of Tsushima launched was entirely focused on Ghost of Tsushima. I want yeah. Last of Us and the subscription service. When is that State of Play coming? Uh, probably... Before well, E3, the subscription but, service could also just be a PlayStation blog post. It, it well. will likely be a blog post, just like their Discord integration is going to be, which uh, we didn't talk about in the news, but that leaked that it's in a beta version of Discord right now that you can link your PlayStation account. So, also, I'm just throwing it out there as well because I actually did some research when we were doing kind of our PlayStation Drive predictions pretty recently. Uh, but God of War's, the original one's release date wasn't announced at a state of play or anything like that. They just threw it on the PlayStation blog one day. So yep. I imagine like some of this stuff, like they might not even do a state of play anytime soon. Unless they That's have a, the thing, a, the thing with Xbox it. is I think most of the news that they'll have between now and E3 would be just Game Pass related. And I expect mm -hmm. they'll just do that on their on their blog and do some videos and stuff. Yeah. Now, Nintendo needs to start talking because um, if you're believing a lot of the stuff that's coming that's either been predicted or is coming out, which a lot of things that are coming out have been predicted. Um, if all that's to be believed, they've got a lot of things to talk about. So they got to get started talking about it somewhat soon. Now, that doesn't mean it has to happen this month. I know a lot of people have been saying that. Um, I think it could happen this month. It could happen next month. I don't think there's any, there, I don't think there's a, a, a huge rush because we know what we're getting in March and we think we're getting advanced wars in April, which means they, they already said April. Right. So They'll I be slating in something happen. for May and June. So like, yeah, we could get till March or maybe even April before they do the next one. But whenever they do the next one, I'm going to be really excited because they should have two or three, four really awesome things to show. So watch. They do it the same week as the state of play, just like the last time they did a direct. That'd be cool. As I say, watch now, they'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe, awesome maybe the tweet already went up and we missed it. And we we could have missed it. Um, all right. I want to get a few of these out of the way because we've had we've been holding on to some questions for a while, and I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna knock them out. Okay, here we go. Kyle wants to know boneless chicken or chicken with bones, which I'm sure he means traditional. I have right, a strong boneless feeling. or traditional, not chicken with bones. 
Um, is that so, how he orders chicken wings? He goes yes. to the He's like, I would like chicken with bones. <laughs> they were a side of bones. Uh, if we're talking traditional chicken, uh, either as opposed, works, to... as opposed to chicken wings, um, which chicken you know, wings chicken wings are traditional wings. chicken. It's chicken wings. Still a chicken. Have it's you chicken. seen a chicken lately? <laughs> Chickens have wings, and they also have bones. Yeah. I'm gonna go with uh with with bones because I don't know it's just much cheaper to buy. <laughs> Wait, is it cheaper to buy ones without bones? No, it's cheaper to buy with bones. Boneless chicken is 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 expensive. No, boneless chicken is cheaper than with traditional chicken. Not here. It's not. I would have to agree with Haley on this one. <laughs> it's oh no, you can get like the chicken nuggets or the chicken strips like in bags and stuff. No, 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 no. For, like five no, okay. bucks. That is boneless no, chicken. That, that's that, boneless that is, chicken. That is boneless that's chicken. That's breaded boneless chicken. chicken. What I thought we were talking frozen, like chicken okay? breasts. When you go for the fresh chicken. About chicken breasts, boneless, boneless chicken. chicken. Boneless or traditional? Chicken nuggets is boneless chicken. Chicken nuggets Haley's over here giving us prices on whole chicken <laughs> by the pound. Rotisserie chicken has got bones in it, too. Uh, I'm going to... Damn it, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously, you, if when you go to like Buffalo Wild Wings or a place like that, it is more expensive to buy the traditional chicken wings yeah. within the boneless. Like it's Definitely. like like three dollars more to buy the traditional. The same hey, amount. Uh, quick question: What's Buffalo Wild Wings? That doesn't. So exist. it's, it's, it's this a wonderful store. place. That's not true. They exist in Toronto. Okay, That's Zaxby's. You guys have Zaxby's in Canada? Yep, we also have we are here in on in London where I live. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings like down the street from my apartment. <laughs> I've, I've never Haley seen a Buffalo Wild Wings in Canada. You need to be cultured, okay? <laughs> Haley lives in a special Canada. Just... I live in St. Catharines. Just, just like uh, I was gonna say that's that's why you're not seeing any of this stuff because you live in St. Catharines. That's the problem. Ooh. We have no, no, no. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. St. Catharines is terrible, but um, also it's small. I used have... to live in Thunder Bay. I know the feeling. We we have one Popeyes. That's it. Yeah, one Popeyes. That sounds about right. That's what my answer is. Bone chicken at. St. Catharines is just like a small small city. It's not even that that big. So all right. Yeah, so chicken wings, traditional bone in chicken wings. That is the only way to order chicken wings, unless you are four years old. I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to really want this. chicken nuggets. Uh, you're not going to shame people for having <laughs> no. chicken nuggets or chicken strips. Chicken There's nuggets and chicken that. strips are delightful, sir. Yeah, I will a lot of people you. like the chicken nuggets. But uh, okay. Anyone else? Anybody got any takes? I, I like both of them. Like it's it depends. Just, it depends. Ride the fence. It depends on which way you, you go out to get it. Like Chinese when you get Chinese food, just the, like a PlayStation gamer. <laughs> the, the boneless wings are kind of better with Chinese food. So I like Wait, those. What? You never went to a Chinese restaurant? They have like boneless wings. I don't order wings when I go to Chinese food. Wings. You don't order wings when you get Chinese food? No. I order Why would you something? order wings? <laughs> you never been to a Chinese restaurant to get you guys don't know what you're missing. I Chinese think we do. Have, have some of the best. I mean, he's chicken. not wrong. They're actually pretty good. They're really okay. good. Yeah. The only, the only, I guess, and it's not even just Chinese food entirely. The only like restaurant that I've had that does Chinese food and chicken wings is the Mandarin. <laughs> But that's like an all-you-can-eat buffet. I just Donnie, imagine Delvin sitting down. Delvin, Delvin gets his whole staff together. He's at work, right? He's like, you guys want to go out to lunch? What are, you, what are you thinking? I'm thinking Chinese. Yeah, what do you want? I'd like a 10-piece mild, please. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> How do you have never tried Chinese food chicken? 
it is well, especially like, whenever you get like one of those dinner well, meals or something like that, where you, you fa- food for the family always comes with them. Allow me to segue. Our next question comes from Rodrigo, who says, "What's your favorite foreign cuisine and specific dish?" Which allow me to start. I don't eat much Chinese food. I'm not a there Chinese fan, fan, but I love love Japanese food. Mm, All Japanese food. I'm a sushi connoisseur. Teriyaki I love hibachi, ramen. I'm an I'm adept with chopsticks. I shame my entire family every time we go out for ch- Japanese. My family hates it. My wife, I always do the, I call it the, uh, the, the, the ask of shame. I'm sitting there, my chopsticks is eating away, and my wife goes, can I have a fork, please? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll turn it back to you, Delvin. Tell me about these amazing Chinese wings. They, um, they have, like, you can get the, the regular or you can get them with honey chicken sauce, which is really good. And they have different sauces to them, and they just you can get it with your Chinese restaurant. It depends on what Chinese restaurant you go to, actually. Like, they usually have them in, like, um, how do I say this properly? Inner city. <laughs> if you go to the inner city, and you go to the hood, and you go to the Chinese restaurant, you can get, like, a jumbo bucket of shrimp fried rice or fried rice. Have the bucket? Like, yeah, you get it by the bucket. It's literally a bucket of rice. <laughs> like KFC bucket. Yes. Oh my god. I'm surprised no, none of you've ever heard or seen this. A I've bucket never of ordered rice. A, no. I've never ordered a bucket of rice. <laughs> yes. You can get you a bucket buckets full of rice, please. I was gonna say I've never seen it on yes. the menu before. Yeah, that yes. is a whole that that is new. I'm not even exaggerating. I have yes. never ordered I've never seen a KFC bucket of rice. <laughs> yes. You can get a jumbo bucket of fried rice with a shrimp, special, ham, or whatever fried rice you want. And you, and you can all, and usually when you get it, they give you wings. They give you like a <laughs> like five or ten chicken wings. <laughs> wings. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty good. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't I don't have a uh, a specific like favorite foreign dish because I don't really eat a lot of foreign food. I will say though, uh, usually served with Chinese food uh, is chicken balls, which I really enjoy. So, okay, nice. What about you, Ryan? I I'm the same as you, Donnie. I also love Japanese food, but yes. I, I have to pick a, a specific favorite. So I have to say ramen at a good ramen restaurant mm. is what I have to say, especially That's if you're good. in Japan. That's one thing you got to do when you're there. You got to find like one of the one of the, the better ramen places and go there because it's an experience, man. I am. Uh, uh, I'll elaborate on mine. Um, I don't think I've come across a sushi roll that I don't like, but I'm infatuated <laughs> with the, the super crunch. Okay. Like any of that super crunch stuff is superb. What is so funny? <laughs> she's, she's laughing at Shaga <laughs> Free. Like a ball. <laughs> is Stalin acting up in the chat? Yeah. Gotcha. Nathan, so so I as well really enjoy Japanese food. Like you, you cannot go wrong with a nice sh- shiitake mushroom dish with some some teriyaki seasoning in there, and like the, the pan noodles are fantastic. Yep. Um, but just to be different, I love good Thai food, like mm. really well done Thai food with like the egg noodles and everything, or the glass noodles. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I could eat that like four days. It's so good. Um, so it's a very similar to like Japanese in in, in sure. some ways, but. Um, yeah, definitely love Thai food and Japanese food. I got two more questions and I'm excited that we have Ryan here. Ryan subs Uh-oh. or dubs, whether it be video games 
um, or movies. I always find myself missing the details of a scene if I'm having to rely solely on subtitles to follow along. What do you think? Yeah, I could definitely see the argument for that. Actually, as I've gotten older, I've moved away from watching subs as much, especially if a show has like a really good dub to it. I'm I'm definitely more down to watch it now because you get you get to say, soak in more of what what's going on with the scene, especially because like um, I, I like to watch a lot of like romance animes and shoujo stuff. So uh, when you watch that stuff, you know it. it I, I it, a lot of the the scenes are just visually gorgeous or, or pleasing to the eye. So as a result, um, are watching they? dubs makes sense. You, you know what I mean, Donnie. Not in the way you're thinking, okay? I see that you're also a man of culture. <laughs> anyways, anyways, I, I would have to say I really love the, the Japanese voice acting, but as I've gotten older, or if I, it's like late night or something like that, the last thing I want to do is be reading an anime, especially if I'm like at my computer all day and then uh, or playing a lot of video games and stuff the same day or whatever. So, yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. I'm a subs person. I watch subtitles all the time. Every movie that I watch, I have subtitles on because I'm always fearful that I'll miss something that I don't hear correctly or if there's an accent or if it's foreign. I will tell you this, though. I I watched the entire Persona series and they didn't have a dub. And I wish it did because I found myself, I was focusing so much on the subtitles to keep up with what was going on that I felt like I had to keep rewatching scenes to catch everything. So So, I would have liked, I would have liked a nice dub on the persona series, but at the time I watched it, which persona series was it Donnie? I think it's about five five. Four has a dub. I was going to say four has a dub. dub. It's on, it's on Funimation. Uh, English dub. Yeah. It's, it's the same cast from the game. That must be new because they didn't at the time that I was watching. Uh, It was, uh, so they didn't do it when the show was simulcasting, but then um, when it came to home video, they actually ended up doing the, the, the dub for it for the home video release. But then on Funimation, they also released that on the, on the online platform as well at the same time. So it was later. Thanks. Well, I missed uh, it. I don't, I don't watch a lot of anime, but uh, a perfect example. Tell us how you watch Smallville, Haley. Uh, no, I'm not <laughs> oh. gonna, I'm not going to cause a fight here. Um, anyways, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is a perfect example of, I have auditory processing. They offer the option to play the game in Japanese, but I can't do it because I can't focus. Uh, so I, I I'm I'm a dub person. So so I'm also generally dubs. But when it comes to like a Kurosawa or an old samurai type movie, I'm <laughs> definitely putting the subs on. Yeah, there are certain experiences where like it, it totally makes sense to d- watch subs only, and that's just the best way to experience that. But yeah, it, it th- I I would say that you don't need to do it across the board. I think is the best approach. Okay, I am dub all the way unless. The voice acting in the dub is so bad. I'm like, no, I have to hear the original Japanese voice cast. And there are a lot of anime, especially the older ones. Yep. That the voice acting is so bad. You're like, I can't, I can't listen to this. Song. So I, not like voice actor thing, but I do think it's funny when like dubs change the purpose of like a scene. So like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is uh, is very bad for this. Oh where God. like a scene in Yu-Gi-Oh is meant to be like serious and dour in in the the original version but then you switch to the dub and they've switched out the gun for a walkie-talkie or something like that and they've changed the entire like focus of the scene so. i was gonna say they like brutally murder people in like the original version of that but like in yes. the in the in the dub version they they totally make it made it for kids and totally edited out a lot of that stuff yeah. it's so weird to, to watch final question comes from brendan who would win in these fight scenarios? Okay. Bob Saget, 
Rest in peace. Okay. Versus Walter White. Bob Saget. Walter Bob White couldn't Saget. fight for shit. Yeah, Bob Saget probably. How much time does Walter White have to prepare? No, we're not doing the Batman thing. <laughs> it, it we're not doing matter. the Batman thing. Walter, no. Walter White lost almost every <laughs> fight he was in. No, it'd be Bob Saget. Okay. Okay, Mr. Rocco is just a rock. The Rock versus a flock of geese. <laughs> the Rock. I'm going to go with The Rock. The Rock. Because Kevin Hart would help The Rock. And then the geese would kill Kevin Hart, and The Rock would be okay. <laughs> I don't know. That flock of geese, man. I'm going to go with the flock of geese on this one. As have you come across, have you crossed a geese, a geese in, the wrong, yeah. in the wrong light? You don't mess with Canadian I, I, geese. Yeah, you do not mean, mess man. with geese, but I'm still going The Rock. <laughs> Who wins, a shark versus a bear? A bear. Bear. Well, if if the bear is in the water, the shark's gonna win. Yes, yeah, it depends on where the fight takes place. Yeah, like, that's so dependent. No, on no, 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 no. We're not doing that. It's, <laughs> no. it's who wins. The bear is gonna win because I'm, going, I'm team shark here. I'm gonna unless it's a Sharknado. Well, <laughs> like, see, when's a bear gonna fight a shark on land without <laughs> the shark like just instantly dying from being outside the water? So that's why I say like the shark's gonna win because in a scenario where a bear fights the shark, shark, it's gonna be shark. underwater. Why is this bear just hanging out in the ocean? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Maybe it found a fish down there and wanted is. to go eat, but then a shark goes comes to the it. beach. Done. Dunzo, yeah. son. You're out. Neo for the Matrix versus John Wick. Neo. Dude, Neo. Would Wait, is Neo in the Matrix? <laughs> I mean, Neo can fly. Is like, Neo in Neo. the Matrix or is he in the real life? Because John oh Wick's in the real life. These. Oh. I mean, ask, I mean, can't ask to, nerds anything. To, to, <laughs> to, to all be of us. fair, he does have a point with this one, but also uh, Neo could still fight out of the Matrix, anyways. So yeah, did yeah, Neo like, kill John Wick's the second dog. movie, he got all his powers from the Matrix outside the Matrix, so he could yeah. like dodge true. bullets in the real world. So did Neo killed John Wick's dog because if Neo killed John Wick's dog, I don't know. <laughs> now here's what's gonna happen: they're just gonna see each other and be like, "Whoa." <laughs> Could you imagine if they did uh, some dumb movie where you had like all of Keanu Reeves' characters converge into one? I mean, one, like that, the Keanu verse, like that would oh be God. interesting yeah. on its own alone. Because I want to know how Constantine would react with both John Wick and Neo. Because I'm sure it would not be well. Okay, Nathan, this one's for you. Ooh, Indiana Jones versus Han Solo. So if you can't see, that's Indiana Jones' dad back behind me, by the way. Dr. Henry Jones Sr. Anyway. Um, I didn't even know Indiana Jones had a dad. Yes. <laughs> wow. Third so that's a tough question, really. I mean, I'm going to have to go with Indy, honestly. Han Solo. I mean, I don't know, man. You get the bullwhip. I mean, if, if you're taking just Han Solo by himself, he's got a blaster. That's it. Right. But with Indiana Jones, that's it. The bull that's whip. Game he's, over. Fighting, he's fighting Nazis. He's doing all this stuff. I mean, he's he's fought in an army of Nazis and prevailed. Come on now, Han Solo got frozen. I'm going Indy. Really? Solo. He yeah. has a whip. Indy. Indy like, has a. This a is very gun very easy, guys. Falcon. Han Solo must stay 26 feet or further away in winds. <laughs> like, like Indy this. has a gun. No, still. Indy has a this gun is, still. He has yeah. a gun, a sword, and a whip. Like he's he might also have a rocket launcher, a laser blaster. Yeah, Han but Solo through spaceship. It depends on what type of fight too, because Han Solo is better in like stealth situations. Where he has Indian a whole is, is better in a stand-up fight. Yeah, he can just uh, shoot from the sky. 
<laughs> if you if you're just putting the two men together in a room, celebrity it's, death it's, match. It's, it's gonna Solo be it's gonna be it's gonna be indie versus Indiana Jones. Okay, how about this? Let's let's even the playing field. No weapons. Indy still probably indie. With no weapons. Indie. No Just weapons. Bare no knuckle indie, boxing. Huh? Yeah, it's Solo. still indie. Have you seen that sucker punch? <laughs> the sound he punches that a lot of people in Raiders of the Lost. He does. Mm. Punches guys. I'll take off you guys' word for it. I don't like it. No tickets. <laughs> Delvin, you ready? I'm ready. It's the last one. It's the moment you were made for. Okay. The Teletubbies versus the Wiggles. What the fuck is a wiggle? Uh, that was my question. So the Wiggles is a Canadian singing group that oh, the is, 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 is meant for children and had a TV show called The Wiggles where they would uh, sing a dance and it's meant for three-year-olds. No, I'm going Teletubbies. You just, you just <laughs> cleared that up for me quickly. I'm with Tell- you, actually. Teletubbies I, I, I would also go with Teletubbies because the amount of Teletubbies can swarm the four Wiggles. I feel like those Teletubbies are, are ready to throw down, so we're good. Yeah, yeah there's a darkness behind that facade. Everybody knows. <laughs> Sean over here getting mad. I fucking Wiggle. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Stupidest thing I've ever heard. No. No. I'm sorry, Sean, but I, I like we're from... like. I don't. I didn't even know what the Wiggles were until two minutes ago. No one did. Ashamed of being Canadian. I mean, to be fair, I'm the it's, youngest one here, so of course I know what the Wiggles is. There's that too. Yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah, I was I was say, both we, from we, England. Yeah, we have like Baba Yamba and stuff like weird stuff on. Who? So I didn't even know. Yeah, she's a she's a yam, but also a grandma. Oh and what? Things. Yeah. Ruby and Max. Oh my god. <laughs> well, if it's not on much more music, I don't know. I don't even know anything about a it. Talking oh, yam. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't yep. believe this is a thing. That 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 there's Max weird and place, Ruby, okay? which is uh which is literally <laughs> which is literally a show about uh a, a a little rabbit named Max and his sister Ruby and I know Max and Ruby. Dancers. Uh, and that show's weird because, like, Max just doesn't talk. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> if... I can hear Sean from Canada shouting right now. <laughs> Fucking if... talking lamb, rams, or yams, or... Yeah. Jesus. They're children's throws. They don't need to make any sense. If... Exactly. When Canadians come to America and watch what, what our kids watch, that must be, like, a lit experience. And they're like, what the... <laughs> Save the children! <laughs> Yeah, where you shock. I mean, I had that experience, Donnie, because I lived in Canada until I was ten, and then moved to Texas for three years. Whoa, that's a shit. And then and then watched all kinds of weird stuff where it was just like, oh, that that, that was that's not something I'd see on TV. Ryan's watching talking yams and 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 all of a sudden you get down here and Power Rangers on here. and stuff like you that. Like Walker, Texas Ranger, you know, like, Paw yeah. Patrol's too violent. What is, what is uh, someone in the chat goes? Isn't Coco Melon the new Fab? What is that? Oh, my son actually watches that. I don't I even. Got it's no like idea. this. It's terrible. Don't even. I don't even want to go there. It's bad. It looks, okay. it looks like a 3D show from like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Like so, reboot. So it looks like the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. Gotcha. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh my god. It looks horrible. Well, in honor of our departed leader, Elaine, that's going to do it for tonight on this show. I can't take it anymore. 
Um, Ryan, <laughs> thank you so much for coming to hang out with Play Some Video Games. Won't you let our listeners know where they can listen to more of your amazing takes? Absolutely. So you can find me over on uh, the Yumi Capri slate of podcasts, the PlayStation Drive, the Xbox Drive, and the RPG Cave with, of course, PSVG's own Garrett Bland. You can find us on podcast services as well as on YouTube, YouTube YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri. Woo, that's a mouthful. So you can check me out there or you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. I usually tweet about things I'm on. So you can go find me there. Sean Capri asks, is Elaine coming back? That's a question we'd all like to know, Sean. Nobody knows. Uh, not after hearing that <laughs> Canadian shit. She's not. She heard that fucking talking yam said, fuck this show. I'm staying on Shaq. She's not wrong. So that wouldn't be a bad career decision, right? Wouldn't be a bad career choice. Uh, XP crew. You guys got anything to plug before we say goodnight? Uh, I, I, I got to talk to Delvin and find out when we're recording our next episode. But uh, we're back on public feeds. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, send us your questions. Please, we're, like, we're we're eager to answer them. We had some good ones from you last time, so eager. Times. Yeah, we'll accept your questions. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nathan. Hey, uh, I'm just over here chilling. Voiced by Nathan. If you want to talk to me on Twitter or on Discord, yay! Cool. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in, for hanging out. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, until next time. Play some video games.